0: Hey, welcome to Movie Butts. Uh, I'm Auntie Joe. I'm Dane. Where we basically, you know, we we grab a genre, a filmmaker, a studio, and we basically do the math, and we figure out the best and the worst of uh, each one. And where we basically grab the two and we uh, compare them, and we see why one worked and one didn't. Basically, we just talk a bunch of shit and hopefully we aren't too inappropriate on with the show Anyway, um, so, uh I did some math um, I'm not good at math, but I basically put everything into this into this chart and Technically his first film what's up tiger lily. Did you did you look into that one at all?
1: No, i've read about it before, but I didn't look into it again I just watched it's basic
0: basically movies. it's basically um like kung pao like it's him editing a whole bunch of movies together and redubbing it but the problem I thought I noticed with this one is they've dubbed it a couple of times so like I don't know who which one's woody allen's which one's not so technically it's the lowest rated one but I don't know how valid right watching it would be do you know what I mean yeah mm. um so, yeah, the math proved that Annie Hall is his most successful of that time, which I'm not really surprised with because that's the one everyone knows. Yeah, because like, <clears throat> that's like know, a... You mentioned... Yeah, what was that? It's
1: like a, the critical end box office success. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, so basically what I put in here is I put the IMDB score, mm-hmm. the um, Metacritic score, mm-hmm. the Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> critic and audience score... And the budget and the box office return. So, and then I've done some math and, um, some really crazy math, you know, things that are really hard and complicated and, you know, I had to go to university to figure out. Okay. But as a result, the yeah, the, the, the top is Annie Hall and the worst one is Stardust Memories.
1: I'm believing you on all that math shit, by the way, cause I'm actually the worst at maths. So when you're like, I did crazy math shit, I'm like... Probably, if you're joking, it's probably still crazy maths to me.
0: Yeah, well, it involves uh, Google uh, Google Sheets and um, and a calculator, so crazy math. Yeah, pretty pretty well crazy shit. Um, so you've seen Annie Hall before, right?
1: Yeah, it's, I've, uh, I haven't on DVD. I'm pretty sure, but I I, I just streamed it this time, uh, and I think I got it when I was younger. And I was like, oh yeah, i got to check this one out. And I watched it once and I was like, uh, yeah, I, that's good. I guess it's good. I don't think I'm allowed to say it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> do you,
0: do you, do you have any, um, do you think you can understand why it's probably the most successful slash popular in that time period?
1: Um, yeah, well, I was thinking about this, like, as I was watching it. I thought this probably, like, fucked with a lot of people, especially those scenes where, like, they go and visit his old house and they walk into the house and they're, like, they've gone back in time. Um, I could just imagine being some, like, wanting to just go see a comedy movie in the 70s. Like, oh, Woody Allen, he's funny. I've seen him on Carson. And then there's just all this abstract shit and they're like, what? but mm. it, um, I think it's, I think it's charming enough so that doesn't scare you away with the, the weirdness. Mm. Um, mm. yeah, I think it's probably just took a lot of, um, Americans off guard, but in a very, um, in a very warm way that didn't scare them away. Kind of like, um, how they've embraced David Lynch, but no one else like him mm-hmm. um, because he has a, he has a way of, of, um, of, of, of making this European like cinema without, you know, making Americans vomit and run away.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, definitely. No, I am um, when I, when I first watched this when I was younger, you know, it was unlike anything I'd seen. Um, but it's funny now watching it a bit older. It's incredibly European. Like it's, you can. He's not even pretending to, you know, not be essentially just emulating, you know, like the Italians and the Swedes and stuff. It's it's weird. Yeah,
1: it's just him copying the shit that he likes. Mm, mm.
0: well the, the the the, I'd say the best thing about this film is probably the structure. Like, what is the timeline of that movie? Like, it doesn't actually have one. Yeah, you know, it just it just it can't, it, it has this non, non, like, I don't know what the word is, non-flowing structure, <clears throat> but it seems non-linear. to everything, non-linear. I wrote, thinking. I, I wrote
1: I non-linear in my notes, I think like five times while I was watching it. <laughs> Cause I was just like, wait, where the fuck are we now?
0: Yeah, because it's not, it's not a uh, A to B to C to D. Yeah. Only I think in the last like third, does it kind of you know, slow down and kind of fit into that one timeline. But before that, you just, oh, he's, he's with his wife here. Oh no, he's with Annie Hall. Oh, he's with his other wife here. You know, it just has no.
1: Yeah. Like there's that bit where he, um, hooks up with that Rolling Stone journalist. Mm. Um, which I thought was really funny by the way. And then she, and then Annie Hall calls him and he goes over there and she's like, I miss you. And I'm like, when the fuck did they break up? What what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um but then yeah, it's it's sort of like I saw it as like it sort of skips over these moments that you would classify as defining within most rom-coms, like them the 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 moment where they Get together and like become a couple, or the moment when they break up, and instead it highlights the moments where their attraction forms when they're standing mm-hmm. on the roof. There's no real, you know, um, semantics with the okay, now we're now we're a, a fucking couple, or whatever.
0: It just happens, yeah, they're just you know? they're
1: just together, but it makes sense because you, you witness the chemistry, and then when they're broken up, um it makes sense because just before that was the taxi scene where she's losing his shit at him and there's no scene where they're like well that's it i'm i'm done with this they're just not together after that but Mm. that makes sense because you can totally picture her in that taxi ride away from him thinking i'm gonna break up with this cunt Mm. and um i think that's really good and i don't know if that was done on purpose because i know that the editor fucked with the film a lot after um, it was turning into a bit of a disaster.
0: Did Did you know that it was originally meant to be a murder mystery? <laughs> no. Apparently, the love story was actually written as a subplot, and it was meant to be a- around a murder. Like, I don't, I don't understand. First of all, why? Second of all, how? but yeah yeah i'd
1: heard something i i knew that um the that it was changed like a lot in the edit um this time around i deliberately didn't look into the movies because i was i don't know i thought that would be interesting also i didn't want to come away with any um Opinions based on someone
0: else's ideas. Yeah. yeah,
1: maybe for the next thing I'll then do a bunch of research. But I want to see how this goes.
0: Yeah, no, I I avoided other reviews and stuff. I just I couldn't help but read some trivia. You know, just some yeah, just some IMDb trivia on that. Um, yeah, no, it's like back onto the points of like why it why it might have been successful or poignant. I guess was like I re- like. I've had a relationship like that and I think probably a lot of people have as well. Um, you know, people come and go in our lives, you know, and and that's kind of like a delicate, earnest look at that sort of thing. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, vilify either of them for how, how it turns out. It's kind of just, this is how, you know, things go. And yeah, there's a, there's so
1: many moments in it where, um, They say this, um, they say these things that like every couple says like the, um, uh, I loved all the moments where they're talking about what a good couple they are and how they're so mature. And most couples would treat a situation like this, but not them. And, Mm. um, yeah, I really liked all those very vulnerable, stupid moments between them and Mm. And also how it's not really addressed it keeps happening to them they go through these cycles um of of doing the same thing again and again um yeah and i think you're right that that's what that was a a huge part of the appeal because they felt like a very real and relatable couple but were very quirky and interesting in a movie sense Like, she's, Mm. um, obviously very charming.
0: Oh, definitely. Uh, Definitely. I
1: wrote down, uh, first manic pixie dream girl. Do you think that that's true? The origins of?
0: You know what? She probably is. You know, like, I've met, like, you know, I've met girls that are like, I'm gonna dress as Annie Hall to a Halloween party, and it's like... (laughs) Yeah, that kind of fits into that kind of yeah, stupid cliché definitely. She's a
1: very charming character and actually mm. um won't go into Stardust Memories just now, but uh unlike Stardust Memories, she has a she is a love interest who has a character. She's got mm. her own personality. Mm. She feels like a pretty fleshed out person um mm. with her own wants, needs, desires, insecurities. Um, that feels like they're both on this level playing field that it's about the two of them and not just about him.
0: That, then that's probably why she isn't a manic pixie dream girl. Cause if I remember correctly, isn't a manic pixie dream girl meant to only just service like the, the yearning of a man? Like, isn't that the whole thing? Like, it's just written from the perspective of a man of this, like, Perfect woman that's zany and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Whereas uh, if she has character and she has like, what's, the, what's that stupid word that I hear like people saying on agency? She has agency, <clears throat> then, um, then yeah, I guess she isn't a manic pixie dream. Yeah, girl, good but point. I could see how they could watch that and go, oh, like that,
1: yeah, 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 just get it
0: completely wrong.
1: Yeah, no, <clears throat> good point. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just, I loved all the little touches. To, like, build her character when you first meet her, like... (laughs) that She's, uh, an insane driver, and she has this half-eaten sandwich just sitting in the car. (laughs) And little things like that, like, when they go up to her place and they're on the balcony, she pours him a glass of wine, and she has only one wine glass... And she, then he just has like a standard drinking glass and they don't, <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yeah. They don't really address it, but it's just like little touches like that go a long way towards building a character. And I was, uh, um, I was surprised how much I actually enjoyed watching the movie again. Cause I was like, yeah, I remember watching Any Hall. Eh, it's all right. Maybe it kind of sucks though, if I'm going to be honest, but I watched it again and I was like, fuck, this is a good movie. <laughs> I really mm-hmm. like it.
0: No, I um I hadn't watched it in a while, but it's kinda one of those movies that I could just put on and just all of a sudden it's like an hour and a half later, mm. you know. And it's and it's been pleasant. Um Yeah,
1: every time it feels like it's gonna dip, there's a great scene or like a, a really funny gag that comes along. Um like that that bit that it where it just turns into a cartoon
0: yeah for Uh, no reason at all (laughs) yeah
1: yeah he references that uh he liked the the evil queen and then then he's like in the in snow white and then his friend comes in and it's that that shit just happens Mm. um yeah so that just like keeps pulling you in um with these like really strange fourth wall break like i love when he's talking to people on the street yeah and just walks up and talks to them, and they just give him advice um
0: do you have anything to stimulate you in the in the bedroom we have a large vibrating egg <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: and then he goes and talks to the, <clears throat> the, the 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 handsome couple he's like you seem like a very happy couple and she's like we are and he's like what's the secret she's like well i'm a very vain shallow person and i don't have anything interesting to say he's like I'm the same. It's like, well, that's, that's very good. It's nice to see it's working out. That up. works. Yeah. Um, that was really fun. Um,
0: my, my favorite gag, like I've actually just watched this clip on YouTube more than probably anything ever. And that's the Christopher Walken scene. <laughs> you know, the bit where, like there's I, the, the, just the pacing of that, just the, the timing of the joke is just perfect. You know? Yeah. Like I, And then, and yeah, and then just, it ends up him driving them to the (laughs) airport. Like, you can't, that's just the best thing ever, you know? (laughs) You know, I am, it's, it's interesting, like, I don't know if it's just because we're living in a different, different era, like, visually now, but, like, the cinematography, like, everything's really flat. Did you notice that? Everything's in focus... It's very different to, like, how things are filmed these days. Uh, Did you notice that? You know,
1: I didn't notice. I noticed the cinematography because I thought the composition was great. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it's just only now that you're mentioning it, I'm like, wait, yeah, everything was in focus, like, the whole, the whole time.
0: And that's just something, I don't know if it's just, like, not in vogue anymore,
1: Well, it's because it looks shit to do on digital film. If you have everything in focus, digital, like, I don't know enough about it to understand why, but it's like things that are shot on film, that shit just looks good forever. I don't Mm. don't don't understand why, but I just know that like uh, watching something shot on film is just so much more appealing to the eye than digital There's something very ugly about it. That no, you have to incorporate all sorts of tricks to make it not look rubbish,
0: mm. and that's just not a problem um, in the in the seventies, I guess. You know, they they actually had wizards doing magic with cameras, yeah, instead of just you know some snot-nosed kid that could just do anything with a camera, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'd, it's it's I under I, I think I understand why it's the most popular from what i've seen it's
1: i think it's, it's the most accessible
0: yeah definitely it's it's got the balance of the humor the drama and it all works together in this cocktail you know it's not too heavy one side or yeah so i think it makes sense
1: yeah and he doesn't come across as a creep in this one i mean he does but it's 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 addressed
0: Oh, he's neurotic. He's not a creep, though. I don't... I... Oh, he's is a bit... Mm.
1: I think it's just a... Like, I'm not saying that he's... Um... Full-blown creepy. Um... It's just a little bit... Creepy when he's, like... Um... Bugging her for sex and things like that. Um... But, yeah but that men do that
0: all yeah the time. yeah but
1: and and it but and it and it is creepy I'm not saying that it's it shouldn't be in the film I'm just saying when it is um it's treated for what it is where her reaction to it is like stop like you're being <laughs> a pest yeah um and, <laughs> she's... and he he deals with that he talks about that um and you know he he deals with Having insecurities, mm. um, which is much more than I can say for Stardust Memories, which is,
0: I think, I think is this a is this a good a good point to to swap over to Stardust?
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't have anything else to say about any hall. I just uh, nah, thought it was I, great. I, I th-
0: yeah, it's it's um really good movie. Um, actually, a great movie, and you can tell. Why it beats Star Wars for the best picture award? At the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That made so many people mad. Apparently, that's, that it robs Star Wars. Um, so, looking at all of his movie, doing all my math here and looking at all the crazy, crazy maths and everything. Yeah, it looks like from his first movie, not What's Up, Tiger Lily, till um, Manhattan. Which is the one right before Stardust Memories. His movies are all pretty well made money. You know, um, budgets of, you know, 2 million um, or under, and usually gross around 20 million. Um, then we get to Annie Hall and Manhattan, which are like bigger movies and, you know, slightly bigger budgets, slightly bigger returns. Yep. And then Stardust Memories happened. And, um, yeah. Um, what? How would you. What would. It, if this if there was a DVD jacket for this movie and you had to write the blurb on the back mm. what would it be
1: oh uh, I had to write the, the blurb like a critic's quote
0: no like the you know the blurb like the little the little the little statement on the back that describes the movie <laughs> like oh Jesus
1: yeah <laughs> uh, I, I would say um pointless just that it's just pointless. pointless yeah i would i would rename the movie to woody allen had writer's block mm. that's mm. all
0: i got from it and and then stole what another filmmaker did when they had writer's block and just made his version of that
1: Yo, yeah, well, that's what every writer does when they have writer's block is they just write a story about them being a having writer's block
0: or Barton Fink <laughs> like, yeah <you> know?
1: <laughs> yeah and some of them are quite are
0: quite good
1: who's the other um, what
0: did he steal um, so there's a movie by uh, Fellini called eight and a half mm-hmm. which is about a filmmaker who is in the middle of making his ninth movie mm-hmm. and he basically doesn't know what to do. And he just basically fades into this kind of dream world where he's reviewing his past relationships and goes into his past with his family and, you know, all these dream sequences. It's an awesome movie. Okay. Like, it's it's, it's really worth a watch. Yeah, because I
1: like the concept.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what what didn't you like about Stardust Memories? Why do you think it didn't work? Why do you think it didn't make money? And why do you think critics hated it?
1: Uh, look, I got the feeling that, um, he wasn't too keen on making it. He didn't, his performance, um, came across as quite, quite bored, which maybe worked because that's sort of the state that the character's in, Mm. um. All the performances, like the performances in any Hall are great by every single, and there's a lot of speaking parts in any Hall, just people all over the place um, uh, with great comic timing. And in this, um, it's like no one wanted to be there. No one knew what they were doing. It feels quite miserable. And I just want to say, I didn't, I didn't dislike it. I thought mm. it was all right, you know. Mm. Um, I still had a pretty good time watching it overall. I just thought it was a little bit boring. Um, mm. You know what it reminded me of was um, <clears throat> there's this there's this short film by Stephen Wright. I forget what it's called, um, where he plays this uh, Civil War veteran. And uh, he comes back from the, the civil war and tries to get on with his life. And he's going through a similar state of nihilism. And he's, tr- he, he's just upset that there's no point to doing anything. So, he's really depressed and he just keeps being like, there's no point, there's no point, there's no point. Anyway, through a series of events, he ends up <clears throat> um, uh, being ac- accused of something and he's, he's, uh, he's about to be hanged. Mm. Um, and then just before he's hanged, he has this realization that, uh, he's just meant to enjoy life where he's like, Oh wait, I get it. I was just supposed to eat a sandwich and enjoy the sandwich. (laughs) Uh, and then he dies. Uh, it's about half an hour long and it follows uh, a very similar theme and has a, um, really witty ending to, to wrap it all up. This film takes like an hour and a half to just moan about this shit and then and then just ends. There's mm-hmm. there's no wrapping it up or anything. It doesn't do anything with it. It's just a mm-hmm. guy being a nihilist. And so it's very, mm-hmm. very dreary. I, I wanted to watch any one of the movies within the movie more than this. Mm-hmm. But some of those mm-hmm. seem pretty funny.
0: See, like my my big gripe with it is I felt that it was trying to be two films. Like one of them, I really wanted to watch. And then the other one, all it did was make me want to watch Annie Hall. Uh, yeah. Is is you know, <laughs> like there's the, there's the shit about him going to the festival, his, his struggle with being this artist with trying to grow, but people not wanting him to, um, him almost hating his fans, like all that shit. I loved like I thought that was really funny. But then there were scenes that were like trying to be they they were almost from Annie Hall, but they just didn't work. Yeah. And so like I I feel like if, if he had somehow removed the relationship bullshit mm. and then made a movie entirely about um you know, the, 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 the artist, the writer's block, all this stuff, I thought it I thought it could have been like really good. Not just half good. Yeah. You know, those relationship bits were just, they fell flat. Oh, really like they were really boring. They, dramatically and comedically, they fell flat. Like there's a bit where a bird, did you, did you, did you, the bird flies into the room. I hate that part. I know. And it's, and it's meant, and it's like meant to be something from Annie Hall. Like the, the you know, the lobsters yeah. in Annie Hall, like it's meant to be like that. And it just isn't. And it's not funny. Mm-hmm. And he's not trying. She's not trying.
1: No, the lobster part in Any Hall is, um, incredibly charming and it yeah. feels very real. The bird thing feels almost like he's making fun of that scene in Any Hall. It's, it's so contrived. It's, it's not funny. Like, it sounds funny. I was try I, I was talking to Emma about it and she was laughing when I described the scene to her.
0: The bird scene? Yeah, because
1: it sounds funny. Um... But I was like, no, 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 it's not. It's like, it's it's done in such a stale way that it just it sucks. And I felt the same way because I watched um, Stardust Memories first, and then when I was watching Any Hall, I then went back to my Stardust Memories notes and wrote down that it's like he's trying to cram Any Hall into that movie.
0: Totally. No, I agree. And it just and- doesn't work. No, and that's the and that's the stuff that that falls flat. Like, none of the women are even present enough, you know, because it is it is two thirds. I'd argue almost more than half the other story, you know. And then, yeah, I just don't know what I was meant to be getting from the relationship part of it at all. And then at the end, it was almost that was it was insinuating that that was the most important part of the movie.
1: Yeah. You know? Uh yeah, I I know what you mean. Um because
0: like literally the ending on the train is like him running after the girl in Manhattan. Like it's that. You know when he runs and he and she's leaving and he's like oh, I I love you and I want to be with you and she's like I've got to go. He just threw that into Stardust Memories as well. Like yeah, again know? it
1: feels like uh he didn't know what it was and I got the impression that as they were filming it, he still didn't know what it was. Everything just Mm. seemed so uncertain. There were a lot of things that I liked a lot. Um, Yeah, and again, it was all the stuff about the filmmaker who's starting to detest his fan base. Um, And because that stuff's really funny. Um, Mm. I laughed a lot every time someone was like... (laughs) uh, I liked I like your movies a lot, especially your earlier, funnier ones. <laughs> um, but then the the love scenes and all those women, none of them had a single character. They were no. all just um, these flat, nothing people who every time they were on screen, I was just like, cut this shit out. Uh, it sucks.
0: Like the, there was there was the ex-girlfriend from back in the day i think denise i think is her name or something like that and she's you know witty she's smart but she's ma- she's a maniac yeah then there's the really sweet european chick who's really lovely and then there's the other girl who what reminds him of both of them is that is that what he was getting at with that yeah
1: well he was saying that it was the the blonde one who was uh, he was saying she's very mothering, she's maternal with him, and he's saying that's what I need, and then he doesn't really address that that's pretty unhealthy, um, it just sort of, he says that's, you know, that's why she's good, um, Mm -hmm. and then he's like, the other woman is, uh, she's great, and I love her, one day, every month but the rest she's you know bipolar mm. um but that's the thing is that i'm paraphrasing actual dialogue in the film yeah. i wouldn't have that's, got those lines yeah in the film. i wouldn't have got that otherwise i just got a, a bunch of um actresses who didn't know why they were supposed to be kissing this 45 year old man mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just like uh it's stale no one knew what they were doing
0: uh, yeah i don't
1: think i can really say anything else about like the 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 love interests in the in the film it's, it, did it's you, just infuriating. did
0: you Did um, Did the girl who played the young saxophone player did she look familiar to at all
1: the young sa- oh uh wait uh, wait which one you the, know third... the young
0: girl the one that like he meets at the screening you know the one that's kind of like
1: did she play the violin?
0: Yeah, violin, whatever, sorry. Saxophone, Aspen violin. Or... Yeah, you know, same thing. Yeah, did she look no, familiar? Did she, did she look familiar to you?
1: Yeah, who is she? Yeah,
0: she plays Phoenix in um, Phantom of the Paradise. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah,
1: she looked really
0: familiar. Uh, she literally did three movies and then just did nothing else, like, ever again. Really? Like, she did do stuff, but nothing like worth. She did three cult movies in a row. Wow. Phantom of the Paradise, Stardust Memories is now a cult movie. Mm. Like, Woody Allen fans, like, dig this shit.
1: I, could, I understand know. why. The, mm. the cinematography is great. A lot of really mm. nice shots.
0: I love that the opening sequence on the train.
1: Mm.
0: Like, that was vis- visually... Oh. Amazing. I love that. That's... I think the best part of the movie is that train scene. Yeah, it had me hooked so in. so awkward, you know? It had me hooked like, in. Because I'd never seen it, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, I think I'm in for a treat here.
1: Yeah. It had me so hooked in that the movie... that I didn't even notice that the movie had started sucking before. I was like, wait a minute. This is boring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So why do you think people hated it when it came out?
1: Well... I think because of Annie Hall. Mm. Um, also, I I could imagine being a fan and going to see this movie and being offended
0: because he's calling you a moron. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep.
1: <laughs> and it has a lot of the same beats as Annie Hall. Like it's it's just trying to be like that for a lot of the, um, the love interest parts. Uh, and it doesn't have the same charm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't think it's unfair to say that people wanted it to be more like any hall. Um, because it's, it reminds you of any hall with, with those, with those parts in it. Um, so, you know, it's like, Annie Hall was really big and everyone liked it and then they go and watch this and he's just like calling people morons and making a shitty Annie Hall within the film and it's like of course people are gonna think it
0: sucks like he's making fun of stupid people and then on top of that he's also there are lines in it where it's basically him saying that he hates intellectuals as well yeah like it's no one's safe and that means he offends everyone, which I find funny. Like I, I like that. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I laugh. I the did. Time. I
1: did laugh a lot. Like Jazz Heaven was hilarious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why are they in Jazz Heaven? <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah. a lot of really good, a lot of really, um, really good parts. Um, it just needed to be wrapped up. It's like, it's like a lot of his films feel incomplete where it's like cuz he rushes them. Yeah, it's like cuz he has to do one a year. So he just writes them and he's like, "All right, we'll see how it turns out." And then there's a lot of his movies that I'm like, "Really good idea. I think you sort of should have taken more time." Like that one with Walking mm. Phoenix. I really like, but it's like you could have had another classic here, but you just and then to... he falls down an elevator
0: shaft yeah. and it's just over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, no, I, um, would you, would you call Stardust Memories a good movie?
1: Um, uh, no, uh, no, I wouldn't. Um, I'd mm. say that there's, um, there's a good movie trapped in there. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, that, uh. It's not a bad movie, I think that's the best mm-hmm. thing I can say about it is that it's not bad uh,
0: but it's a failure, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it would have to be because um I yeah, it feels like he went into production not knowing what it is mm-hmm. in the in the direction to take it uh, I think in hindsight, like you said, the direction to take it would have been to cut out the love interests or have them as a passing thing Mm. but and and focus more on the movie festival side of it like him him dealing with his um his creativity his fans his growing fame that
0: stuff mortality
1: yeah you know i liked uh i thought that the um I thought the the running gags of uh, the fans coming up and asking for autographs and they just grow, like, more and more ridiculous as the the film goes on. (laughs) People coming up and asking for an autograph and be like, can you make it out to my brother Joey and call him a bastard or some shit? I forget what he says. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it's like, do you have to make a film every year? Take some time to to rewrite and figure out what you got
0: here. I think I, I think I, I might have had a bit of an, a bit of an epiphany, right? So I'm looking at his list of films here, hmm. and up until this point, he'd made five in a row with Diane Keaton. Okay. And this is the first one he did without her. Okay. So maybe he. He, he'd lost his muse i know that sounds really wanky, but maybe that's it he's still he's trying to find what to do now without his um leading lady yeah
1: uh because she's great mm. and these actors i liked the the younger one mm. the the violin player mm. she was she was quite interesting. And I think if it, then it's it's kind of disappointing that she wasn't in it more. I mean, compared to the bipolar lady who mm. was the worst one and uh, actually felt bad for that actress because she seems like quite a good actress, but the material she had to work with was just dog shit.
0: She's like a, an acclaimed actress. Charlotte ramblings in a bunch of shit. Yeah, okay. You know? And then in this one... I just... I I don't know. I just can't get the image of her staring off past the camera. Like, there's the bit where he introduces her, where he's talking. And then the camera pans over and he's standing next to her. And all she's doing is kind of just staring and saying her lines. And it just just doesn't seem... Yeah. Like... She's not trying, but, like, that she's been given anything to go off. You know? She's just cool. Like...
1: Yeah, there's no... There's no character there. Mm. Mm. Um, I I just don't think she had anything to do. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: so yeah, I just would have, yeah, I just would have cut that shit out of the out of the movie. I mean, then you have a problem with running time because these love interests do take up a huge portion of the film, which is really mm. disappointing because it's
0: all of it is boring. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. You know that there's parts where they're around and other things are happening, but but the movie becomes about the other thing. You know, yeah, like, the... like
1: when they're in the car and the the they get pulled over and the driver gets arrested. Mm. Uh, that's a that's a great little part, and you know she's in that part, but it's just when they're alone together, talking about relationship stuff. It's like I've seen this movie. I've seen the better version. You do of this. this movie, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh you yeah, know um yeah it's um I really I really wanted to like it like I really did like you know having a brief read about it basically it's saying that it's his that it's like a cult classic amongst his fans I'm like oh I've got myself a little hidden gem here this is awesome yeah and then yeah I was just it was like a sad hand job you know? <laughs> like I yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some enjoyment but I' I know this because I've done it with, yeah
1: it's like you know it's like I don't know I can't really complain because I got a hand yeah. job but yeah. <laughs> 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 um yeah I think sometimes um so- certain films become cult classics because they were just heavily ripped on at the time and mm. and I and and they're not that bad. And there's some really interesting things in them that deserve to be kept alive. So there are people who f- have an obligation towards keeping this thing alive and saying, no, it's not that bad. And, and you know, it's it's seen as one of the worst ones. It's also like, a you know, kind of a wanky, trendy thing to say when people are like, what's your favorite Woody Allen movie? Oh, you'll never guess. It's actually Stardust Memories. I don't know if you've even heard of that one. Oh, critics hated bad. it at the time but it's probably his best film
0: I've thrown up in my mouth at you just saying that because there is someone <laughs> out there that's, that's doing that someone, someone actually we both probably know is probably saying that right now <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah um, like... so did you uh, did you watch any other Woody Allen movies while you were
1: no I didn't uh, I thought about which one to watch and then I decided to watch none
0: None, yeah. I um I read a bit about them all and decided to watch Love and Death. Did you have a look at that one at all? No, I haven't. Did you know about that I one? haven't seen that. It's it's basically him making fun of like eighteenth century Russian literature. Okay. Like it's just it's he's playing some peasant in Russia during like the Napoleonic, you know, attacks on Russia. And it's weird because I sat down to watch it being like oh great an 80 minute movie all of a sudden it'll just be over you know like right. 80 minutes isn't long mm-hmm. 80 minutes is pretty short you know and it, and I swear to god I was there for like 3 hours it was it was bizarre <laughs> like I'm watching a comedy I'm watching this really broad comedy movie which should just go like that you know like it should just be over and you know like it was funny but for some reason I'm like oh this is the end no no it's, it's not the end Oh okay, and this is no no no. It was very very weird, very strange experience for a comedy. Yeah, I
1: probably wouldn't get that one. I mean, it's like I'm I'm parodying Russian literature. It's like uh, not too up to date on. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, like I've never read fucking Tolstoy or like you know Tchaikovsky or whatever, but I get it. I, I read, could get um, what he was doing. Who's who wrote um,
1: Crime and Punishment?
0: Oh, fucking... Is that Tolstoy? I don't know.
1: Dostoevsky.
0: Dostoevsky, that's it. i read... I've read... Dostoevsky. Yeah, I've read
1: that and it took fucking forever. It was really good, but... Yeah. It's just like,
0: holy shit. Do the characters, like, overly pontificate about the meaning of life and, like, why they do things?
1: Every single sentence is that. And, yeah, it's... It's good, but, yeah, it's that. It's just, like, they never they never shut the fuck up and they never stop analysing every little thing and what it means in the grand
0: scheme of things. So imagine that, but it's Woody Allen and Diane Keaton and they're talking about their relationship, mm. but then they start talking about, you know, the moralistic ambiguities and, you know, agency and the reason we're doing things, but it's like a fucking Woody Allen comedy. It's, it's it's It was quite funny at those times where they're having this discussion and then all of a sudden they're, you know, trying to kill Napoleon, but then they just stop yeah. to like pontificate about like why <laughs> like that that's funny i'm like i guess that's just some stab at like russian literature maybe
1: i'll like it you know i haven't obviously haven't seen every woody
0: allen movie i mean no, me neither. the guy's got there's like 60
1: movies
0: there's too many i watch <clears throat> the ones that people tell me to watch or for some reason i'm like oh that sounds interesting you know yeah um, um so um i think we're uh i think we're we're good with Woody Allen for now. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll pick this up when we go through his next 10 movies because I swear to God he's got fucking 60 of them. So we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll definitely be doing this again. I'm really happy um, we
1: managed to get through that without talking about pedophilia and shit.
0: Thank you guys for listening to us. This, is, uh, this has been Auntie Jo.
1: Yeah, thank you for listening to our
0: freaking podcast. Probably all five of you out there. <laughs> um, Thanks. We love you. We love all of you. Um, not our yeah. friends
1: who didn't make it to the end. You can fucking die.
0: Yeah. If uh, if you did make it to the end, this is actually a, a little uh, hidden message for all you people that you know we know. If you did listen to the end and you come up to us and and mention um, you know um, Iron Butterfly, then we owe you a beer. <laughs> um, and we're not even kidding. We'll owe you a beer. Yeah. But. Will know if you haven't fucking listened to it because you wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Because everyone wants free beer. Anyway, signing off. Uh, yeah. Talking soon.
1: Thank you. Bye.